listening to Get Real KC with Jen and Eric. Kansas City's consumer-facing real estate podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Get Real KC, where we are overflowing with a passion for all things real estate. I'm Eric Jurgensen, and today's episode of Today's Dream for August 1st, 2022, in studio is the entire team. So with us is Stevie Molsoff. Yes, hello. Hey, and our intern, Becky Mullies. Hello, everybody. And our fearless leader, <laughs> the, the fantastic Jen herself, Jennifer Justice. Hey, everybody, it's Jen Justice. All right, everybody, before we get into the news of the day, if you're a local Kansas City and you know that uh, you've been paying attention to the news, that we've been, uh, we've, been, we've been suffering a little bit. And so, Jen, why don't you start us off? So before we started the podcast today, I know we like to be really lighthearted on this show, but if you listen, you know my husband is an officer, a sergeant with North Kansas City Police Department. So I wanted to recognize and just take a moment of silence for fallen officer Vasquez. Thanks, everybody, for indulging us and just continue to pray for our Blue family. Absolutely. We're very much a supporter of all of our emergency services here at Dream Homes by Jen. They're important, vital services, and really from a property perspective, they're important, vital services to make sure that uh, we address what crime happens, we keep our houses from burning down, we have ambulance services when we need them. So we're, we're a big supporter, and, and uh, we wish uh, Officer Vasquez and his family the absolute best. Let's turn to what's going on in the market. And as of this morning, because we're recording this a couple of days early, as of this morning, the Federal Reserve announced that the gross, well, not the Federal Reserve, I forget who announces it now that I think about it. The Federal Chair, Jerome. Well, that Chair was yesterday. Rose. Yesterday, the Federal Reserve announced a rate hike mm-hmm. of how much? 0.75. So we need to discuss that. And then as of this morning, it was announced that our gross domestic product dropped another 0.9%, which technically, as I understand it, although now I'm reading that maybe there's multiple definitions, technically puts us in a recession. So we need to talk a little bit about that as well, both those in general, but more importantly, how they affect home values, property values, uh, selling cycles, buying cycles, et cetera. So I think we need to, unfortunately, kick into the wonderfully exciting topic of economics a little bit. Yay. Yes. All right, so let, <laughs> let's talk about that. Don't ra- act too excited, y'all. Let, let's talk about that rate hike because we knew it was coming. Uh, the, you know, I actually thought it wasn't going to happen until uh, September. That's what I thought. And and uh, I'd heard different reports, so I was not taken back that much. But And, and, and that was yesterday, yet this morning. What did you see? Um uh, mortgage rates did decline, actually. So we've got a wild economic environment that is very unpredictable, uh, similar to kind of maybe with the exception of one area that we're working in right now. It's a little bit hard to tell our clients, like, what's if you're going to get many showings, if you're a buyer, how many offers you're going to be competing with. It's a little bit, uh, we'll just go back with the word, unprecedented. Unprecedented, hard to predict, although I think there's some major themes throughout time that are going to be still applicable. Um, But with the mortgage rates, some of them dropping this morning. Yeah, totally unanticipated, I would say. Well, the thing we have to remember is mortgage rates aren't tied directly to the prime lending rate. They're tied to, I think it's treasury bills, if Mm -hmm. I remember correctly. 
And so there may still be some adjustments, and I suspect mortgage rates will go up. We know that the last time that the Fed raised, which was a half a point, not three quarters of a point, mortgage rates like jumped and then they overcorrected. And within a couple of weeks, they sort of coming back down. Right. So and, and so we saw stuff that was like knocking on the door and over six for qualified buyers. And then now it's down below five and a half. So they had adjusted. So it'll be, you know, maybe this is an indicator of we're not going to, you know, overreact if that's what happened uh, or whatnot. So mortgage rates, though, are likely, in my opinion, probably to go up a little. I don't know. Does anybody else agree with that? Or It's it's forecasted that they will go up again before the end of this year. So I think in September we're going to see another increase. Um, now I'm seeing reports between 0.25 is what we'll see to half. Um in the, in I don't know. Jump. I think, yeah, and I don't know where that's going to end up because I think it's going to largely depend on the demand. And we're having a really hard time predicting that. And Eric and I were discussing before we came on that the Overland Park market, especially the two to 300,000, still seems to be pretty aggressive. But we're not seeing that here in the Northland. We're seeing um, Stevie, her mom's neighbor, listed the house and they didn't have a showing all weekend long. I right. lied. Oh, Stevie uh -oh, lied to me. My mom lied, actually. It did go pending on Monday, so. Okay, so. Oh, Stevie. <laughs> but we have. We have so they had at least one showing. Right, but we certainly <laughs> have seen anecdotally where the market is kind of moving back towards what we would consider a more traditional market. We have to remember that. You know, we can get very used to something very quick, even though as humans we hate change. And so we're used to these things going in 24, 48 hours, 30, you know, 72 hours, when in fact, you know, a year ago, even, you know, as we're coming out of lockdowns, and certainly before the pandemic lockdowns, you know, a well priced home that was in high demand could easily sit on the market for a couple of weeks. Well, and it wasn't uncommon for us to tell our clients it's going to be 30 to 60 days before we have a contract. And, you know, listing agreements were much different where we think 90 days will be sufficient in something. It used to be a year consistently, yeah, you know. Absolutely. And, and you know, different price points in different areas of the city, we would have a different expectation of how they would move. Right. And, you know, something in the million dollar range, that's what I mean, you're 75 days minimum and usually what a year maybe more? Well, I want to say something interesting that I've been noticing, and this is mainly in the Northland again, which is predominantly where I focus a lot of my business and I live, but I have seen several million dollar and now even a $2 million listing in Clay County come on the market. And some of this is, is going to be tied to Meta. I'm hearing some things of that and talking to some people with KCADC and some of the execs that are going to be moving here, et cetera. And I think we're starting to see that be a factor in some of those big high-end homes. They're going pending relatively quickly. Now, I'm watching this $2.3 million listing very closely, right. but um, it's up in the Kearney area. I... I don't know if this is... So you were surprised about how fast they're moving. I am surprised. And yeah. I'm surprised that I continue to see them coming on the market pretty aggressively. I think these are probably people that have been sitting on the sidelines and now they're like, okay, it's time to go. So, well, so we're super interesting. We're, we're talking about the interest rate and how it's going to affect the market. Let's toss something out there that I think everybody needs to know. I, I guess we should stop for a moment and caveat. None of us are economists. Right. None I have a degree in economics, but, but I'm not formally not... an economist in day-to-day -day activities by trade. Right. And th this is all, anything you hear on our podcast always is our interpretation of the facts. It's our personal opinions. Uh, and it shouldn't be considered 
uh, professional advice except for when we're talking about specific like recommendations on listing and that kind of stuff. But particularly when we're talking about economics. Because a home is a unique thing just like every yeah. individual. So. so, But that being said, we can look historically at interest rates and how they affect home values. And to do that, I need to go ahead and separate the concept of a home value and a home price, which we've never had to actually separate before. But now you have to separate it because a home price that is not based on an appraisal is a price of a home, not the value of a home. And typically, we would think they're always the same. But we know over the last eight, 10 months, maybe a year, there's been all kinds of appraisal waivers and people paying appraisal gaps, and et cetera. So that's the home price and not the home value. Well, and two, we have investors coming in and paying cash above the price, too, and setting a different bar. So it's very, very different than we've seen in decades, uh, if ever, you know, it's crazy. What we found when we look historically, we go back any time in modern history. So let's call it post-World War II. Home prices have never been affected. Home values, I'm sorry, home values have never, ever, ever been affected by interest rates. And you go, oh, well, you know, this is a unique situation. Well, it's a unique situation how quickly they're jumping. But in 1981, there were interest rates of 18% home values continued to rise. Now, did it affect the market? Absolutely it did. Right. There was a lot of people who decided they didn't want to go put their homes on the market because they didn't want to go buy a new one at a high interest rate or because they didn't want to be in a buyer's market where maybe they felt like they had to give up some concessions they didn't want to. There were lots of people who didn't buy because of the interest rate, yet there were still plenty of transactions. And in those transactions, home values increased the traditional 3 to 5% annually. And this is the deal. Real estate is a tangible asset. It's unlike stocks. It's unlike bonds. It's unlike many of these things. It's a tangible asset that historically appreciates. And that has been the case through inflation, through interest rate increases, through different markets across generations. Homes appreciate. Yeah, and they have since for approximately 100 years, give or take, with with one exception, and we'll get to that. But that's interest rates, and yeah, interest rates are going to affect the market, but they're not going to keep home values from going. They're not going to keep home values – they're not going to make – we'll try that again. They're not going to make home values go down, or at least they never have, and that's our prediction. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of other economists We still have a high demand, too. too. Yeah, I we, mean, we, we still do. have a high demand, and things are a little topsy-turvy, right. tipsy right now. We have now crazy inflation with low unemployment. There's all kinds of things that are weird. Um, let's talk about this recession concept, whether we're in one or not, uh, or whether there's some more factors that are coming. Let's pretend for a moment that we're actually in a recession. If we are, we're not in a major one. I'm not saying that the economy is wickedly strong, but I mean, at 1.6% and 0.9% drops over the last two quarters, this is not an 8% drop or a 10% drop that you know has happened uh, like in 2008. Well, let's is- face it. We have friends, and, and probably ourselves included, we're scaling back a minute right now. We're just taking a harder look at what we're doing. Uh, Amazon came out with a report that, you know, sales are declining. Things are going to be in a downward trend. And so theoretically, and textbook, recession, right? right? <laughs> now, is that just people holding back? Is that gas prices eating up? People's money. Usable I income, mean, there's sure. so many factors here that we Appar- can explore. Apparently, Stevie's so- all choked up about it. Oh, my God. <laughs> So, I mean, I think it's a natural human reaction to see some of this slowing and this decline, which, again, textbook, 
recession, right? Right. Like this is one of the definitions. I know there's a lot of definitions these days, but it's one of the definitions of a recession, which we can turn this thing around. You see, you see. I thought it was the only definition until I started reading news articles this morning. They're going, we may or may not be in a recession. So I mean, I I think it's it's pretty expected with the usable disposable income decreasing with the high cost of other items groceries gas diesel you name and, it and it's I, happening i would say that 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 pull back that like okay let's slow down a little bit and take a look at things is is like all things in especially in economics but in most things in life it, it's got multiple factors some of which we tend to ignore uh, inflation, not recession, uh, and the two aren't necessarily tied. But inflation, I think, is you know, hey, gas is taking a hey, it's taking a big cut out of my budget, right? Uh, without a doubt, and certainly into into any profit scenario. Well, I and have. I can't really say when I have watched gas stations so closely for the diesel fuel under five dollars, and to be excited about diesel being under five dollars yeah, right. is kind of it's a plot. They they get us to five. The, so what the heck, four, right? Yeah. So now, yeah, four seventy, and that you're ecstatic, right? or whatever um so i as a rule don't watch or don't wait for a gas station that is less expensive than the other one but i'm gonna tell you that i've been watching it for the last few months because it's like you can see 30 and 40 cents a gallon difference when you're traveling which is a lot of money when you're filling up 30 gallons and that makes a big difference but i'm with you typically the three or four cent difference that you're going to see uh, on any particular fuel, uh, uh, I've seen thirty and forty cents. Yeah. That's stuff. It's crazy. Pay attention to, and I think that's when the prices move a lot. But but we'll go back to the recession. Assuming we're in a recession, the real question is, what does recession do to housing values? And 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 before I toss out what at least I believe I know, anybody want to take a shot at what recession does to housing values? I'm going to take a guess that they're going to go down just a little bit. I think that would be the typical guess. You know, um, I so what I have seen historically in the past, values don't go down off the bat. They stay stable. What we start to see is People start paying closing costs. We offer inducements, incentives. You start to see some price changes, but as a rule, it's not enough to pull prices down. So that's correct. I think when we talk about the difference between a buyer's market and a seller's market, right? here's the fact, or at least the fact as I understand it. Never, in the ever, ever, not once in the history of our economy has home, have home prices been negatively affected by recession, period, end of story. And we're not discussing foreclosures or any of this stuff well, yet. Well, I so mean, and we're not. It's, it's it could be coming. I'm not going to say it's. We're not, not discussing but. like particular markets, Detroit. You know, um, markets that become depressed, way more depressed than what the country is. But if you look at the overall country's numbers, never. Now, somebody out there is going, Eric, 2008. You don't know what you're talking about. There, 2008. I even saw it on a. On a graph today in one of the major news networks is called the Great Recession. Oh Lord! Right, so that's what they called it. Well, in and our media sensationalizes every piece of every right. item of everything today. So, so let's talk about what actually happened in two thousand eight. Why it wasn't housing values dropping by a recession, and why it's not going to happen again. Two thousand eight was one hundred percent about absolutely horrible, vicious, illegal, immoral lending practices. Yes. That's all there was to it. As a matter of fact, one of the things we learn, right, you've probably learned, like we got Becky here, we're going to put her on the mic here. Have you been learning about the Dodd-Frank Act at all yet? Um, I actually have not. 
All right, so it's coming up because she's not all the way through all of her courses. But the Dodd-Frank Act was a direct result of 2008, which essentially, to a certain extent, legislated or made federally illegal uh, some of the practices that were happening in 2008. It was a direct result of it. So essentially, we were loaning money to people who we couldn't afford to loan money to, and we knew it. And then we went out and... We didn't know it. Well, you and I maybe didn't know it. We didn't know it. But as an industry, right, banks, major lenders, some of them got in serious trouble. They definitely knew it. And the the mechanism to sell off that bad debt, which they knew was bad, created a global recession. And a a foreclosure crisis. And a foreclosure crisis. So it wasn't that a recession dropped property values. It was... Fraudulent lending practices tanked the whole industry. Dropped property values, which was so widespread, it created a recession. It was the other way around. Well, again, that goes back to the tangible asset that's appreciating as a rule. And you've got something, some crazy factor and illegal practices and and vicious practices that completely rocked the entire nation. So they were just qualifying anybody for any Well, so what happened, and in my personal experience, there were a lot of stated income loans. And so by stated income, that means, Eric, you're my lender. Hey, this is Jen, Eric. I just want to, I want to get a loan for $400,000 today. Okay, how much money do you make? Oh, I make a billion dollars a year. Great. Let me write that up for you and we'll be on our way. I'm telling you, it was pretty simple to get a loan. And I'm sure that there were, you know, lots of people out there and and not well educated. There was also a piece and and I didn't have any ties to this personally, but there's several stories here in the Northland about people borrowing large sums of money and cash out refinances on stated income loans on million dollar homes, i.e. the Staley area at the time, taking the cash, never making a payment. Bye bye. Have a nice day. They're gone. This happened repeatedly. And the reason this happened Hmm. was because of the way they were securitizing their loans, MBS, mortgage-backed securities. It gets wildly complicated. But the moral of the story is they were making loans that were not supposed, they should not have been made to people that didn't have the kind of money that they said. And they were totally just taking people's words for it and making unqualified, terrible Terrible loans that then were packaged, sold off, and tanked the whole economy. Or, or, or we can make Short it, version. We can make it even simpler. They loaned poor people money, and poor people couldn't afford to pay it back. Or sneaky snake people did it purposefully. Well, there yeah. was a lot of I that mean, going on. There's a lot of fraud and corruption. Yeah. But there's people serving jail time still for that today. So that is not what is going on today. Right? No, we, not even close. No. Yeah. So furthermore, our foreclosure rate, and there was a lot of concern about the foreclosure rate bumping up when all the foreclosure moratoriums hasn't happened. Some of them are still just now being lifted. So there is a really, if you look at it, probably there's going to be a bump up in foreclosure yeah. um, here probably in the next two, three months that we'll see just a trend of it coming up because it really is. Probably take a little more than two to three months. Yeah. But. Well, that's true. Because yeah. they take quite a while to get it's through the process. It's a long process. Depending on which yeah. state you're it's in. It's a legal process. And if you know anything about the legal system, it ain't fast. Certainly here. But home values and typically home prices are affected by the most basic of economic principles where you're saying it's a commodity, you know, it's a tangible, it's a tangible asset. asset. It's supply and demand. And so unless foreclosures can cover the supply demand gap, which they can't. Um, we may see a bump in foreclosures, but it's not going to affect overall the supply and demand quandary that we're in. The things we are seeing are a slowdown in building permits, which is 
obviously foreseeable, right? Um, it's unfortunate because according yeah, we to still st- need the houses. That's exactly right. According to statistics, the demand is still there, but the builders are already saying, uh, uh, our cost of money is going up. We're not going to build. We're slowing permits down, which, like you just said, is unfortunate. We still need it theoretically. Um, but this is kind of crazy because Lawrence Young, one of my favorite people to follow, uh, shared an article from Forbes. This is the second straight month of the most aggressive tightening in more than a generation. So, And what does tightening mean? Um, tightening the supply of the money. Okay, yeah, well, without a doubt. I mean, we're seeing unprecedented— By raising rates, and, 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 and that was their intent, by the way. It is, it is. Their <laughs> intent to try and curb inflation. This is the way they're approaching that and working on different things. Right, yeah, because the inflation rate got crazy because we'd been in— def- Oh, my gosh, even—and here I am, a pocket economist, and it gets nuts. So um, the bottom line is, is that we don't see any of this affecting property values. Now, the question that you have to ask yourself, particularly if you're thinking about getting your toes in the water is, is it going to affect property values in the next, let's call it 18 months, right? Because that's a good window where people are thinking about, maybe I should sell, maybe I shouldn't, maybe I should buy, maybe I shouldn't. I- I'm, I'm starting to really embrace, date the rate, marry the house. <laughs> well, there's no, well, when we talk about interest rates, here's why I believe interest rates should never stop you from buying a house. Because if you buy the house today and the interest rate goes down, refinance. Bingo. Just refinance the loan. Date the rate, marry the house. At first I was like, oh, that's so silly. But it makes sense to so many folks, right? So it's a very practical application to your home buying journey. Right, which is- Date the rate, marry the house. Just the same way with finishing your basement. I had a text just this week. They were asking me, they got some bids, anywhere from $50,000 to $120,000 to finish a basement out. And my message to them was, do this because you want it and you're going to love it. Because they were concerned about valuation and what this is going to do to the value of their home and are they going to be able to get their money back. And the truth is, just like any home, buy what you love. Do what you love because don't do anything for the simple fact that unless you're going into investing, which that's a whole separate conversation, right? we're not buying a home because we're going to make a bunch of money on it. We need to buy the home to live in, to love, for the practicality of our life and so that it makes our lives in some way better every day. And we can answer that question, though, really easy. Will I get my money back for a home improvement? The answer is no. Now, some of them, you'll get a lot closer than your full money back. But you're not doing that because hopefully for an investment, again, that makes you an investor. Hopefully you're doing That's that because- That's a very because, different conversation. Right. You, hopefully you're doing that because you want uh, your basement finished to have more space That's to enjoy what I told things. her. You know, yeah. they're a dog family. And so we were talking about some of the aspects. And I was like, make it convenient. Make it what you all want. Make it home for you. You'll get some money back out of a basement finish. And in the end, those really usually make the home easier to sell- but you're not going to probably get 100% back unless it's 20 years from now or that's in, probably In which case, you back. really didn't get the money back. It just appreciated. Bingo. Yeah. So so yeah, that, that's the simple answer. Uh, but what, what's the market going to do in the next two years? Because I have talked to clients and potential clients. Well, we're going to wait for rates to come down. right? Well, we've already kind of said, number one, I don't think they're coming down. But number two, that's that whole date the rate. Just change the rate out when the rate comes down. Yeah. And by the way, you got to pay to live somewhere, right? Right. And then, oh, and there's rents are higher than mortgages. Rents are higher by a lot. I'm going to give you a hundred and ten thousand dollar example. So this hundred and ten thousand dollar loan that we're helping this client with, um, the rent on this home would easily be fifteen hundred dollars a month right now, um, with a, a simple just 
principal and interest, not a lot of the other stuff thrown in. Five ninety. So five ninety, maybe bump it up one hundred and fifty bucks. Let's call it six seven fifty versus fifteen hundred. It's half. Yeah. So no, that's, and and this is you know one your example. results may vary, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I I would see this similar in you know um, the duplex sure. model. I mean, you name it. The more the mortgage is lower than the rent's going to be right now. I, you know, and I don't see that changing anytime soon at all. The demand for this area is going to do nothing but increase with what we got going on here. Panasonic, Meta, whatever you want to call it. So so then will the house values go down? Because if the house values continue to go up, now we're going to see a lot of stuff about... Unlikely. But we're going to see a lot of stuff about how... Uh, home sales are slumping and everything, but most of that is going to be comparison to last year, where home sales were, you know, seventeen percent growth, and now they're three percent growth. Right. And that definitely is a slump year over year, month to month. But it is not home values going down. The question is, will they? And I believe a handful of economists believe that no, they won't. That they're going to slow down to what we would consider a normal pace, three to five percent appreciation year over year. But there are some economists out there, and I was reading some this morning, that do think that we've gone so high that we're going to have a slump in 2023 and there's going to be a slight drop in prices. I don't know whether that's true or not, but even if it's just a slight drop, the reality is is the home you're looking at today is going to be more expensive in five years because then it's going to level out and start doing the 3 to 5%. And by the way, if you did buy the home, who did you pay and put in the bank of? yourself with your equity position. Yeah, we can. you really want to get crazy and start doing the math. Their home ownership has costs that renting doesn't. At the same time, home, home ownership builds equity above and beyond appreciation. So even if the house depreciates by a percent, or let's call it 2%, did that, did your- You paid yourself. Did your equity match that 2%? I mean, there are all kinds of crazy math that can be done if you're really worried about it. But if you're waiting for this massive drop in market value like we saw in 2008, I really strongly encourage you to rethink your position because that's just not going to happen. I I cannot tell you the number of people in the last two years that have come to me and sold their home because they believed that this market was going to tank. And my conversation with them is, I'm happy to take your money and I'm, I'm happy to rent this lovely home to you. I think your logic's flawed, and we're not going to see the decrease that you think. And guess what has happened? Two years ago, how have things gone? Now, granted, we're going to start to see a leveling, I think, right now, and we're starting to see that already. But those folks are still going to end up paying more. Why? Because the interest rate increased. So my my, yeah. you know, consulting to them at that time was, I, I would love to rent you this house. I'd encourage you, if you want to be a homeowner and you're waiting for prices to drop, I would encourage you not to wait. We'll help you find a home. Yeah, if you're but ready, go pull that trigger. Stop waiting. Many of them are very sorry now, but they're very thankful that I'm helping them and educating them. But, um, you know, it's been one of those things that we talked about two years ago. This is this market's not going to crash. I don't believe the market's anywhere near that. Right. I have a question regarding the home, uh, like values and whatnot. Do you think it's going to force sellers to, or like people that are thinking about selling their house, is it going to force them to try to sell their house right now and because like they think that it's going to plummet they're one of those people that thinks yes it's i have a so client right it. now on this exact thing where we listed their home 30 days ago and they have been scared into believing that we are going to face a tremendous recession and so they have lowered the price of that home almost fifty thousand dollars in only 30 days oh my um 
hey, I have coached them on all the different options, and ultimately that's the decision that they made. I do believe there's a lot of fear-based economics going on right now, and it it's something people um, latched onto and they want to get ahead of it is what I'm hearing some. So I think we do see some of that in sellers' minds right now. Right, and no matter and, and that's a good note. That's something. To, no matter how much any one of us, whether Stevie or myself or Jen, or we're encouraging you, we're telling you what we think is going to happen. Uh, or your agent is doing the exact same thing, whether it's the same information we're sharing or it's different, the reality is you are the boss. And so you get to choose how much to pay for a home, how much to offer for a home, and how much to list your home for. Well, and real estate's very local. Like, for example, I know we're going to get into a few stats, and Eric's got some. um, I'm going to cover the Clay and Platte County stuff. But even Clay to Platte County right now, we've got an increase in the supply from a year ago in Clay County. But guess what? Jump over to Platte County, and we've got a decrease. So the supply in even the counties next to one another are very different. That's building permits. That's people deciding to move. Whatever those factors are, real estate's very, very local, down to the zip code, down to the neighborhood. And that's why you contact your realtor to make sure that you're getting that best information. Well, and price range, a lot of different factors. So let's, let's take a few minutes, talk about some of the things that are going on in our own specific real estate businesses, some, some real world examples. Uh, I'll kick it off, uh, which is I've got two active clients, both buying in the same price range. Uh, we'll just call it 300000 probably a little bit under, in Johnson County, Kansas. And uh, the reality for them, because I just pulled a bunch of numbers and I sent it to them this morning, is that in the last 30 days, that market has not slowed. That market has picked up. Now, when I do an analysis on like days on the market for pending uh, in their price range, I do see that it potentially slowing, but of things that have actually been sold, that market has picked up where I think lots of areas in the city and lots of areas in the country are seeing things slow. So that's kind of a, a little snapshot of something that's going on in Johnson County in that we'll call it two fifty to three hundred, three hundred ten thousand dollar range. What what are you seeing, Stevie? <clears throat> oh well, I had a listing in Independence. It's actually closing today, so it's over in Jackson County. And they still got over asking. It went Quickly over a weekend. So. What was the price point, Stevie? Uh, she was asking one fifty, I believe, is what we listed it for, and they got one seventy for it. So, so pretty good. good, pretty good jump there. But I've got a buyer. Well, he's waiting for like a credit rescore to get his pre-approval. But we've been kind of looking on what's in the market right now in Platte County, and really, I'm seeing a lot of things kind of staying on much longer. Yeah, not quite as as quick as it was. And I'm seeing that with the listing site as well. And we do have some buyers jumping into the market that have been sitting on the sidelines because we're seeing inventory start to increase. And I think it bodes to Becky's point of sellers are like, eee, okay, maybe we did reach the top of this thing finally. So let's figure this out because really we wanted to move all this time and we were just waiting for the most money. And you might have kind of missed that opportunity just a smidge because you're probably uh, short of that Overland Park market, which has been that way for a long time now. You know, you may not see the aggressive bidding war for your house that you once saw, unless, to Stevie's point, this 200000 and less market, very, very aggressive market still. You've got a lot of affordability issues in this market where our median home price has gone to the 350 point. And I can remember easily when that was 150 then 250 now 350 um, you know, that's a lot of money for folks. And so it's... Yeah. it's Client, clients I'm working with that are up above three in the 400s and higher, they're definitely seeing more... We're seeing more options. More options. And if you're thinking about selling, I think what you have to understand is 
is that the crazy bidding wars are probably on their way out, if not gone. But that just means that we're doing something a lot more traditional. And all you have to do is understand, be patient, price properly, take a deep breath, take the appropriate amount of time, then reduce in proper increments. There's a buyer for every house. Right. Um, and, and in this market, right, the supply is still not going to be there. Your house will get sold. I know the one you were talking about with the big drops. That's a pretty unique property. At a pretty... We're seeing a lot of showings. I would anticipate a contract any day now. Yeah. So so maybe no. even get a bidding war going because maybe now we've hit such a low price that we're going to get Gone too low. several offers here mm -hmm. at the same time because it just happened earlier this but week. But just so. because you put something on the market for a reasonable price on a on a Thursday and it's not off the market by Monday, this is not time to panic. This And is... this is not bad for anyone, oh, yeah. whether sellers or buyers, that we have a little more time to think things through or we have a little more time to go back and look at a house that's going to be our largest financial asset. I think it, it proves to be a less litigious um, situation going forward for real estate when we have a little more time and, and methodical reasoning to be able to be applied. Oh, oh so, you mean the good old days when you had more than 25 minutes to make a decision on your financial purchase there? I, I, I love where, where people stop, and of course I have never recommended it, but I've had clients who have waived inspections. Uh, where that doesn't become a norm as it's been in some parts of the city. I think that's terrible for buyers. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so, yeah, I think, a, you know, a deep breath and a slowing down as a seller that may not be the feeding frenzy that sounded fun, but the reality is, is there's still no problem. Your house is still going to sell. You're not going to have to give away the farm. Uh, price it right, you know, and, and, and just expect a, a little bit of a more traditional, the kinds of things you saw, you know, two and three years ago. Mm -hmm. I think for a lot of the buyers that weren't comfortable with the competition that was going on the last year or two, now's probably a good time because it's you. A lot of buyers can feel more comfortable now with they have more time to look at houses. Houses will be on the market longer. They can go back for a second showing, maybe like you had said, Eric. What? That's not I know. Showing. Can you Again, believe very it? local though? Because like we were talking, yeah. Platte County's not quite as slow as Clay County and Overland Park is still. Very much right. an aggressive market. Local and in price points. I mm -hmm. think, you know, as, as yeah. always, typically higher priced homes stay on the market longer. So. Exactly, exactly. All right, well, uh, I think that's enough. Hopefully we didn't bore the daylights out of you, but this is really good information and you really should absorb this if you're thinking about getting in the market, if you're in the market and you're a little bit concerned, I, I think you can take a deep breath and you'll be all right. I was a big listener today too. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do a lot of talking, but I was sure listening. <laughs> If you, uh, if you want to get a hold of us, there's a handful of different ways. Of course, you can always get us at uh, dreamhomesbygen.com, and you can go look up uh, our profiles and, and what we do. Uh, you can uh, contact me. Of course, I'm your co-host, Eric Jurgensen, and you can get me, call or text at 816-301-4121. I'm Jennifer Justice, and I'm 816-405-2439. I'm Stevie Molsoff. My number is 816-500-9691. And, and Becky, you don't get to give out your number because you're not a licensed agent yet, but that's going to change. It's going to change. If you're a young, on it, if you're a young man, Becky's number. No, no. Just hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Just kidding, just let's, kidding. Let's keep this a little bit uh, more This is not tender, Stevie. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, another great episode. Uh, tune in uh, in a couple of weeks, and we'll have another great episode. We're hoping for a real special guest we've been trying to arrange, and uh, that'll happen if not here in the next few episodes. I, I don't want to you know, ruin it, but it's going to be a pretty cool guest, so stay tuned. 
That's it for today. Until next time. You have been listening to Get Real KC with Eric Jurgensen and Jen Justice. For more information or to contact our hosts, visit us at dreamhomesbygen.com where you can find more episodes exploring real estate as it matters to you.